You're listening to the Tax Bits podcast, where we provide bite-sized tax updates and news that impact you and your loved ones. As always, you can find show notes and resources for each episode at cartaxlaw.com. Now, here's your host, Jason Carr. Hello once again, and thanks for tuning in for this month's tax podcast. As always, if you know others who might benefit from listening, let them know they can find the podcast on their platform of choice, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. It's great to be back after taking a break from the podcast last month for the holidays. I hope you all had a great holiday season and are looking forward to what hopefully will be a great 2022 as society continues to navigate its way through COVID. That said, I'm aware that if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you likely owe taxes. In fact, you may owe a lot of taxes. And I know that dealing with taxes is the last thing you want to be doing this time of year. But as always, the faster you get the process started, the faster you can put this behind you and move on with your life. So as you've learned in prior episodes, the IRS, aka Uncle Sam, has a few options for taxpayers who can't immediately find the cash to pay their taxes in full. One such option is what's known as a partial payment installment agreement. It's a hybrid and more difficult version of the installment agreement we learned about in the last episode, but it's a simpler option than asking the IRS for an offer in compromise, which we've also discovered in prior episodes. And as is the case with everything dealing with the IRS, the partial payment installment agreement is still complicated, requires attention to detail, and of course, you have to follow the rules. So let's discuss how a partial payment installment agreement works. A PPIA, that's short for Partial Payment Installment Agreement, obviously, is a formal monthly payment agreement between you and the IRS. By signing this deal, you commit to making regular monthly payments to the IRS over a set period of time. But as part of the deal, you won't have to pay off your entire tax debt like you would with a normal installment agreement. Essentially, if you stick to the program, any balance that remains at the close of the term of the installment agreement is forgiven. Now, One nice thing about this is that the repayment period for a partial payment installment agreement can sometimes be longer than the other IRS installment agreement periods, which are typically 72 months. But note that you have to have filed the last six years worth of tax returns before the IRS will okay your PPIA. Plus, you must be current on your income tax withholding or estimated tax payments. Oh, and one more thing, you'll have to file all future returns on time and probably pay any taxes due on those returns. That's a lot to ask, but again, it has to be done anyway. You have to file your taxes, be up to date on your income tax withholding or estimated tax payments, pay any back taxes, and straighten up and fly right in the future by paying on time. Plus, the IRS can and will still file a notice of lien against you for the amount you owe, especially if you owe over $25,000. That's so it has a way to collect from you if you default on your agreement. In addition, the IRS can reevaluate where you're paying monthly every two years. So let's briefly talk about how you qualify. First, it's important to understand how the IRS evaluates your financials, keeping in mind the agency wants as much from you as it can legally get as quickly as it can legally get it. So as an example, let's say you normally have to pay $1,000 a month on a regular installment payment to sell your debt in full over a set period of time, typically 72 months. With a PPIA, the IRS will still evaluate your assets, income, and expenses, But in doing so, we'll realize, or rather must be shown by you or your tax attorney, often forcefully, that you can only pay $750 a month. To get more out of you, the IRS may want additional collection time on you. 
But either way, at the end of the payment plan, there's typically tax debt still left over that is forgiven. So you can get a monthly payment you could actually afford, and the IRS gets as much money towards the debt as is possible. It's a win-win. Now, there are some other rules to be aware of, because not everyone will qualify for a PPIA. To be eligible, you have to owe the IRS at least $10,000. So you can look at it one of two ways. Either you owe so little you don't need a PPIA, or you owe so much that you need a PPIA. Both suck, but such is life with the IRS debt. One other important thing to note is that the $10,000 threshold I just mentioned includes interest and penalties along with the original tax debt. So a few more things to qualify. You can't be in bankruptcy, and you can't have ever had an offer and compromise accepted by the IRS. So if you've previously done an OIC, you're not going to qualify for a PPI. Another thing to know is that the assets you own have an impact on whether you're approved. This means that you can't say you, you can't pay your tax bill when you own a tropical island, works of fine art, or a baseball collection with a 1952 tops Mickey Mantle in perfect condition. Uh, FYI, that recently sold at auction for something like $5 million. You have to be unable to liquidate your assets for some reason, or maybe their equity won't be enough to pay your IRS debt if you were to sell everything, including the baseball cards. Or if the equity in your liquid assets are enough to, for you to borrow money, you wouldn't be able to afford the loan payment on top of your IRS payment. And there are a few other exceptions for the for sale of assets. If liquidating your assets would cause a financial hardship, like the example I just mentioned, or if your spouse owns the assets jointly and won't part with them, uh, and he or she isn't liable for your tax debt in, in your case, um, that would be a, a situation where the IRS can't force you to liquidate. Now, you may ask, what if I really don't know how much I owe? Well, that's a good question. You can get an accurate number for what you owe Uncle Sam in unpaid taxes before you ask the IRS for a PPIA. Contact the IRS or obtain copies of your tax transcripts or transcripts online to verify the amount. But remember, that total is going to include your original tax due plus any penalties and interest that have accumulated on your unpaid balance. And future P&I must be factored into your PPIA as well. The paperwork involved to apply for a PPIA agreement is the Form uh, 9465. It's the installment agreement request. You can ask a tax professional to assist you with figuring a reasonable and acceptable monthly payment amount to suggest to the IRS. This form helps you with the task. The amount of your monthly payment is negotiable, as I've, as I've mentioned, but it ultimately comes down to demonstrating how much you can reasonably afford to pay without causing an extreme financial hardship. There's also Form 433A, the collection information statement you'll be required to fill out. This document is used for both PPIAs and offers and compromise. Both of these programs use the same basic information, and in completing the form, you'll have the opportunity to determine which tax debt strategy might work best for your situation. You also have to give the IRS three months of documentation for all income and expenses that you report on the form. You submit all that with your Form 9465 and then argue your case. That is, why you should be allowed to pay a lesser monthly payment than normally would be required. It typically takes the IRS several months to decide on your proposal. They might also ask you for more information about any assets you own that you could possibly sell, like your treasured baseball card collection, to help pay off your tax debt or perhaps you'll need to explore borrowing against the collection or other liquid assets if possible. I know this all sounds difficult, but like I always say, the IRS isn't in the debt forgiveness business. They're going to make not paying them in full as hard as possible uh, under the law. So that's it for this month. The PPIA really is a great resolution option for many taxpayers with tax debt. If you're one of those taxpayers who decides to ask for one, I hope this episode has provided a little insight into what you're running up against. 
And as always, if you decide you'd rather have someone else handle this for you, I'm only a mouse click away. Thanks, everyone. I wish you all a happy 2022. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please tell your friends and colleagues to visit cartaxlaw.com. Cartaxlaw.com. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next time for another edition of the Tax Bits Podcast. Podcast.